our second reading this morning is part of our lectionary for the season of Lent. And this is a story which follows the story of the flood. God has become disillusioned with humanity and so creates this flood to start over. And all life on earth, save that which is in the ark, dies. But afterwards, this is what God says to Noah. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all life be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall all there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is a sign of the covenant that I make between you and me and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. I, I, when I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between myself and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we come before you this day seeking hope, seeking healing, seeking energy and courage, seeking a word from you that will sustain us and move us to action. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Pour out your Holy Spirit now that through your word and by your spirit we may be changed, transformed, more into the people you would have us be and make us agents of transformation in this world that needs your love. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I don't remember the last time I shot a bow and arrow. Maybe it was in high school gym class or Girl Scouts 
or at the YMCA summer camp. I distinctly remember how hard it was to pull back on the bow and balance an arrow. I don't remember if I ever hit the target. Maybe. I don't know. I just don't remember. But we do know the last time God shot an arrow, or at least the day that God decided never again. For that day, God hung the rainbow in the sky. Around 5,000 years ago, our ancestors in the faith were telling stories about God and the images of God and all kinds of images were swirling around and one of the stories that people told about God was God as the divine warrior carrying a bow and arrows. Arrows were the lightning bolts fired at the clouds to cause a storm. Even a storm of such magnitude as to cause a flood so great as to wipe out life on earth. Just six chapters into our Bible, just six chapters after God has said, let there be light. And the light was good. Just six chapters. And God's creation has gone terribly wrong. God's good creation has turned violent. Hear these words. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. The Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth, and the Lord was sorry for having made humankind on the earth, and it grieved God in God's heart. God is not angry. God is sad, terribly, terribly sad and sorry. Yet God will not destroy everything. For there is Noah and his family and the ark and all of the animals, all of the life gathered in that ark. My friends, we sit in the nave, the central part of a ship, an ark, we are in Noah's Ark. The Ark is a sign of God's salvation. Our children in the church school for more than 30 years have collected money for the Heifer Project International. And this morning, a representative from Heifer International brought a certificate because we over the years, gave an ark. And in one year, one year alone, the children gave an ark to save people all over the world. The ark is the symbol of God's salvation. And there is another symbol. After the flood, when God makes the decision, never again will I do such violence to creation, never again will I destroy the earth, never again, hashtag never again, God establishes a covenant, a contract. It's based all on God and God's faithfulness 
God's unconditional love. Inclusive, how many times did we hear it in that scripture lesson? Over and over and over again, all flesh, all creation, permanent forever, regardless of what we do. God's promise to stand with creation no matter what. People may destroy the earth, but God will not. And the sign of that covenant is the rainbow. And if you look at the resurrection window, that beautiful window, you will see Christ standing just in front of a rainbow. For that rainbow is a sign of the resurrection. It is a sign of God's saving love. It is a sign of the Prince of Peace. God hangs up the bow and arrow, the rainbow, which is the weapon of God of violence, is no more. It is an empty rainbow, a sign of the peace of God, a sign of goodness, a sign of great hope. Even with all the wrong we do, God will persist in loving us. The arrow with which God brought the great flood was God's last. No more. Never again. And yet we read our Bibles and we have to ask, what about all the times in the Bible where God commands the Israelites to kill the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Canaanites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, it's in our Bible. So who is God? Is God the God who hangs up the rainbow? Who has committed to nonviolence? Or is God the one who sanctions killing? Do we serve a God of peace or a God of violence? My friends, our Bible was written over thousands of years and based on oral tradition that goes back thousands more. 66 books written by different people at different times in different circumstances and hundreds of stories. Our Bible is a book of wisdom, wise enough to show that throughout human history, people have been using God to justify their violence over and over and over again. The truth of the Bible is God's longing for shalom, God's deep peace and justice and wholeness for all humanity, all creation. And the truth of the Bible is the mirror that it holds up to humanity revealing our great ability to subvert God's intentions and normalize violence again and again. If our Bible were just God of the rainbow, we would think it utopian and call it a fantasy and never pick it up again. But the wonderful truth of our faith tradition 
speaks of the wisdom to help us see our own twisting of who God is. On this first Sunday of Lent 2018, let us affirm our faith that our God is a God of peace and that violence is not normal. Let us claim the God of the rainbow, for when we claim the God of the rainbow, we claim the energy, the faith, the courage to stop the violence we see in our schools today. Our God not only hears our thoughts and prayers, God also gives us the courage to act, be it teaching skills of peace or reconciliation or working for better gun laws or advocating for better mental health treatment or calling out our Congress people. God gives us energy and stands beside us with every phone call we make every vote we cast, every voice we raise, every step we take. Never again. This past week, we heard a lot of names of teenagers. We heard the names of teenagers killed at their school. Alyssa, 14, Nicholas, 17, Jamie, 14, Luke, 15, Kara, 14, Gina, 14, Joaquin, 17, and seven more. And as this bizarre schizophrenic week, we also learned the names of teens who have shown us and the world great beauty, great strength, the best of our humanity. Red Gerard, 17, Maggie Voison, 18, Chloe Kim, 17, Haley Langland, 17, Tess Johnson, 17, Nathan and Karen Chen, 17 not only showing us the best of humanity, but showing us the incredible power of motivated teenagers. We celebrate the best that they show us. That Olympic spirit of hope where the world comes together in peace and glorious one humanity. But this while beautiful fades in the face of teenagers who are showing us the best of humanity and the incredible power motivated teenagers can do in this second decade of the 21st century. They are giving us tremendous hope for a future of peace. They are the teenagers from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School 
who are living out the courage for change taught by their school's namesake. Be depressed, discouraged, disappointed at failure, and disheartened at the effects of ignorance, greed, corruption, and bad politics, but never give up. Students are inspired by her story and her strength, and they are speaking out, and we need to know these names. Cameron, Cameron Kasky, 17. It is not true that we can't do anything about it. We can and we will. Monet McFarlane, Marjorie Stoneless Douglas will not be remembered for a school shooting. You will, however, remember it as the school in which the students brought an end to gun violence. We are relentless and will not stop until this never happens again. David Hogg, 17, take action. You are the adults and we are holding you accountable for taking action. Taylor Fish, I'm so part proud to be a part of this generation that is willing to unite for change in times of such devastation. Emma Gonzalez, speaking out on CNN, speaking so clearly, so loudly, so boldly, demanding that our nation know that her classmates and teenagers all across the nation, teenagers here, will not allow violence to continue. We will be the last mass shooting. In our vision statement, we claim children as our blessing. And these young people are blessing us and our world with their passion, their truth, their energy, their determination, and yes, the belief that teenagers have Sometimes we think they are naive, but they have the belief that they can and will be the movement that makes it never again. This morning, one of my teenage daughters said to me, Mom, why is it that these adults and these newscasters are so surprised that teenagers are angry? Why, why are the people at CNN so surprised that teenagers can speak out and just know that this is wrong? Why are people surprised that the teenagers are the ones who are calling out the Congress people? Why are they surprised? We are the ones whose friends are being killed. Our God is the God of the rainbow. And so God says to Alyssa and Nicholas and Jamie and Gina and Taylor and David and Monet, and Cameron, you are right. Never again. Hashtag 
never again. Amen.